Yes. You like the picture with Javier and Newsom together? Oh, Javier, dude, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Well, he's a good little, good little soldier uh, in the uh, com yes. commie uh, army that's trying to get rid of uh, Ron DeSantis. Right. So he went to California to hang out with Gavin Newsom to plan. <laughs> what does his hair product smell like, Javier? Come on, man. Uh, what are you know, doing in California? He's out there trying to get rid dude. of Ron DeSantis. Because uh, remember, Gavin Newsom, that's what Newsom's trying to do, too. Yes. He's also going after Ron DeSantis. So here's the deal. I mean, you've got these two working, conspiring to get rid of Ron DeSantis. Right, right. Then you, you got a weird look on your face. What happened? Did something just oh, happen? I think a snake's crawling up my leg. I hear some kind of hissing. <laughs> oh, I don't hear any. I don't, oh, no worries. But nope. I know that her thing her thing was hissing. Your Elaine's thing was hissing in Don's ear a minute ago. Well, so. my thing's hissing now. <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> you, so, so, Javier. That's okay. Let's talk about the hissing instead. I, <laughs> more interesting than I'm really not Javier in, the mood. in California. I'm not in the mood to do all the serious stuff today. Right. I've, I've talked about foxes and pool temperature and everything I else. Heard, I heard. I heard. Anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, and just like you have these guys, uh, whether it's uh, Jack, uh, what's his name, Jack Smith, who is going after Trump in right. Miami, and now they announced yesterday, this is great, you're going to love this, if the judge waits until after the election to put Trump on trial, mm. they can't, the Democrats can't have that. they got to get him before right. so they can keep of him out. of course. So Andrew Weissman in New Jersey has an indictment planned for Donald Trump <laughs> to bring Jeez. in case they're going to try to push it till after the trial in Miami. Right. He's going to do this before. Got to get her done. Got to get her done to get him out. The whole point here is not justice, right? Right. The whole point is making sure Donald Trump doesn't make it into the Oval Office. That's the point. Right, right, right. So, I, I agree. And, and, and here's the dealio, okay? There are two kinds of people in the country right now. There are people like like you and I. <laughs> hey, there I am. Oh, I can hear myself. Oh, wow. That was freaky. Hiss is gone. <laughs> I've lost feeling in my left ear, but the hissing is gone. Um, <laughs> there are two kinds of people in the country right now. Yeah. There are you and me. Okay, and we represent all these folks listening and everybody who's actually paying attention. We know exactly what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And then there are the other people, the stupid. The stupid and the brainwashed who don't care at all yeah. and think this is great. I mean, Rachel Maddow, I mean, that if that wasn't a psycho chick moment, yeah. I, you know, I've never seen one. MSNB lying? Uh, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> MSNB I mean, lying. come on, man, really. We'll get, we'll get to you, Rach. Yeah. We'll get to you. Hang on, baby. But that's it. You're either one of the, one or the other. You're either really deeply disturbed by this because of what it means for the country. Right. Or you're an idiot. <laughs> so what happened, and we were talking about the progression of this, in communist countries, what they do is, first it's political persecution. Right. Then it's political prosecution, and then they murder you. Pretty that's, much. That's what happens in communist oh, countries. Yeah. And that's where we are in America today. The communist coup is underway, and that's what we're living under right now. But that's, you know, we'll, we'll get into that a, a, another day. I did think that Kat Temp had a, a real good uh, take on what you're talking about. Uh, she she introduced another category to what you're talking about, and it's not just the morons or the idiots or the people that just don't care. There's a lot of people that stare at computer screens all day at charts and graphs, and mm. when they go home, the last thing in the world they want to do is tune into this crap and find out what's sure. happening with it. So they just like they're not spending their whatever remains of brain. They're not power. engaged. Yeah, they, yeah. And they and and you, it's it's hard to criticize them because it's like, man, I gave. You know, I sat and I stared in a cubicle all day at graphs all day. Right. And I right. don't I don't care anything now about uh, all this other crap, so I'm not even going to pay any attention to it. That's that's another yeah, but you know category. what I'm. Sorry, that still that still falls among the stupid. I get it. Yeah. You're tired. It's been a long day. I know a lot of people like that. I get tired. I you know, I have a pretty easy job. I yeah. don't know who I'd be if I was laying roof tile, you know, nine ten hours right. a day. No, I but agree with still, you. you are still making a choice. Yeah, you are still making a choice. Either know what's going on yeah. or not know what's Just going on. Just sit it out. You're making a choice right. to sit it out. Right. And these this is the most important thing that's going on right now in our country is the political persecution now prosecution and murder will be next the killing well, will, be, will come yeah i mean again if you if you look at uh if you look at any given uh, uh history of any fascist state that's kind of how the train rolls right you right. know first you're you're unpleasant then you're an enemy 
Then you get arrested, and then you just kind of disappear one day. Mm-hmm. And, 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 dis- and, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword living in the age of the Internet because I'm not sure if it's going to be easier or harder to erase somebody because that's the ultimate thing is you erase people it's as if they never existed. You know, because you want to do the same thing with history as you're moving through it. That's the Orwellian nightmare. That's why when when they're out there saying, uh, well, he just lies or this is the God's honest truth or they just uh, report things as a foregone conclusion that, you know, is a lie. Yeah. Okay, you're erasing history and people as you go. Well, and we mentioned this yesterday with Hillary calling the Republican Party a cult. That's part of that. Right. Because you're, you're now taking any credibility they have completely away from them. Hey, they're just a cult. They're just a cult. Don't pay any attention to them. But here's an interesting story I had on the, the 5 to 7 yesterday morning that feeds into what you're talking about as far as canceling people and their ability to cancel people. The U.N. right now as we speak is working with the Biden administration to turn control of the Internet right. over to the U.N. <laughs> so the U.N. because nah. – and, and the secretary general, his name is Guterres, mm-hmm. he says there's too much uh, misinformation – lies and danger on the internet we need a globalist pact compact is what he said we need a globalist compact to control the flow of information on the internet so if what you and i do they consider to be misinformation right because we're the opposition to what they're doing yeah so the switch is flipped and you don't exist anymore right and if you take you take somebody off the internet or a group or a company or a media outlet they go away they don't exist you don't exist anymore there's no other media to to support you it doesn't i mean broadcast is dwindling you know even broadcast technologically is going digital in money in many regards (laughs) so yeah you could just uh hey you're gone that's it for you that's exactly right And some guy in belgium's doing it you know i mean that's that's but that's what they all want i mean ask yourself this question this kind of popped into my head just now we talk about the media and you've been talking all morning about how the media they're all on point it's like they're getting uh email or talking points from someone and they're all saying the same thing we see this time and time and time again we see, uh, 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 you know, top of the pyramid, uh, top of the food chain, uh, media people who are paid millions of dollars lie their asses off while looking into a camera, and we all just assume that it's because that's what they want. They're they're agreeing to this. But do you remember a few months ago, or whenever it was, there was a line producer of some kind that came out and said. Well, I was getting money from George Soros. Yes. I was getting paid this money. That's right. And they said if I didn't make these certain edits that my job would go away. I wonder how many of these media people, if we assume that there's some sort of network behind everything, uh, maybe it's the pedophile thing, the sex ring, whatever. Let's just assume there's very powerful people behind the scenes. Would it be beyond the pale of imagination that they're threatening a lot of these media people and saying, you go on the air and say this? Or I'll ruin your life in 19 minutes. 100 percent. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sorry, I was kind of a long walk to get no, there. No, no, but, but you that's don't... exactly right. And, right. And, but what they do, though, they're if you're you know if you're referring to like say Rachel Maddow or right. Jake Tapper, who are the most recent in doing exactly what you're talking about. Well, they're complicit in it because sure. that, that's the point. Now you've got a producer that had more guts and nuts that would stand up and say, you know what, I'm getting paid by Soros, and they were threatening me. Right. Well, Maddow, honey, if they're threatening you, say so. I, I think she's a true believer. I think she's. You I think they're I mean? zealots. I think a lot of yeah. Jake Tapper. Yeah. They actually believe all this yeah. malarkey. I think. I think Andy <laughs> Cooper does too. Oh, he's you know? a word I can't say on the radio. Um, I'm not real sure Wolf Blitzer believes it all, but I, who knows? Who knows what's deep in their mind? But let's play the Maddow mm. piece. Oh, God, it's from laughable. MSNB lion and. Uh, <laughs> And her problem with playing Donald Trump is that Donald Trump lies. Listen to this. Wow. There is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany Uh. of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. (laughs) And I do not say this with any glee. The hell you don't. This is not a glib decision. <laughs> yes, it is. We take our responsibilities seriously. No, you don't. We no, visit don't. decisions like this all the time. No, we don't. make the best call that we can in real time, every time. Whatever. Yeah, but tonight, our call is this. Yeah. We will monitor that speech by the newly indicted former president. Uh-huh. We will not carry his remarks live. Right. If he says anything newsworthy, we promise we will 
turn that right oh, around. Okay, crap. all right there, sweetheart. So okay. I went back down. and found all the times that she said that yeah. Donald Trump was an agent of Russia Donald, when, this, when he was president. Donald Trump and Russia Gate, the whole right. thing. She was the number one promoter of that. Oh, yes. Number She's one about promoter. as truthful as her hair dye, man. Come she, on, she man. She did every show every night. Every show yes. every night was about Donald Trump being an agent of Russia. Well, and and, and, and wrap your <laughs> noggin around this. She's re- she's trying to put forth or, or, or trot out some sort of journalistic ethic okay whatever so what she's telling us is that for the first time in american history an american president has been indicted on federal charges this has never happened before so whether he lies his ass off or says the exact truth whatever he says is a matter of history it's news it is inherently news whatever the man says well, of course so to act like it's some sort of journalistic choice oh it's not is such a river of bullcrap well but, and, and that's what they are yes I, i've for years i've called them msnb lion that's oh, what i've called it for years yeah, because that's what they're all about but let's let's go to what you talked about earlier today and that is the uh, the script that they get, because right. I've done this, I can't tell you how many times I've put these pieces together or found them and, and sent them to Jimmy, um, where you, you can splice these people together, and these are all the anchors that you know that right. you see. Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, the much beloved ABC, and all these others. And th- these are the voices you're about to hear, and this is the script that they received about COVID and vaccines. Right. Okay, here we go. People can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9 11 axiom. Safer, but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID 19 until everyone is safe. The whole world isn't safe. None of us are safe. See? It's comical, man. That goes on, by the way, for 14 minutes of all these that are sliced together. Right. They're handed a script. They are told to read the script. Don't get off the script. Like Joe said yesterday, I'm off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. Uh, but let, with who? Right. <laughs> let's, let's roll a little bit of that. Here is Joe. Um, again, he was <sighs> stiffly walking about oh, that stiff gate. He didn't know where he was. Right. Uh, he walked over to the edge of, of the stage, and he was like, uh, as Mike <laughs> says, pudding brains. Pudding brains. Here man. he was yesterday. We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7, the Build Back Biden, Build Back Better. Oh, we God. realized that got confusing. Okay. So now That's we don't call enough. it that. So, Whoa. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's bad, man. It's, it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone it, at this point. He is, and it's yeah. it's it's bordering on cruelty at this point. Yeah. You know, it really. And, it and the thing is, everybody sees it. Yeah. It's he's the elephant in the room. It's the emperor wears no clothes. Everybody sees what's mm-hmm. going on, but they don't care. No, they because don't. Because he's he's their useful fool. That, and that, and useful Kamala's idiot. waiting in the wings to be the next one. Well, let's talk about Amogee Bank and your friends at Amogee Bank are here for you. That's David McGee and his great team that he has assembled there to give you the best in customer service for your family. Do you have a uh, a need in your family, you know. Uh, maybe you're looking down the road and you're thinking about the kiddos and college education. Well, they can help set up those accounts so that you can feed some money in there. Or maybe you're talking about your retirement and what, how am I going to build for my retirement? What do I need to be doing? Amogee can help with all that as well for your personal family business. Uh, family businesses in the business world are a gas. I mean, they are so much fun. But they can be challenging, too, when you're dealing with family members. And if you want to stay together as a family and still have great Thanksgiving and holidays, you want to be able to, you know, get through some of the challenging times of being in business with family members. And Amogee can help with all that, too, the expertise on how to be very competitive in today's crazy business world. They can help you as a uh, as a family if you're thinking about starting a family-run business or you have one that exists now and you got to take it to the next level. Of course, they've got the money to help you, too, with more than $12 billion in assets. They're strong and firm and solid in more than 80 branch locations. Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We have the highest humidity that we've ever had right now, and it's incredible how humid it is. And uh, and it's extremely warm right now, and it's only going to go up from here. 101, 102, and 105. Right now, it's 80 at KTSA. Good morning, where he's Sean Rima. We are where and Rima, seven to nine weekdays on KTSA. Daniel Penny, man, 
indicted on multiple charges, criminally negligent homicide and second homicide and second degree manslaughter. Mm -hmm. That's what he's facing, this young man. 24, 27? Mm -hmm. Neely was 27, right? Jordan Neely. Right, 24. Uh, There's an interview we've seen floating around the past few days where he's talking about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says, Jordan Neely, who was known for this on this particular train, on this particular day, and he's uh, uh, what I didn't know is that uh, Neely was significantly taller and larger oh, than yeah. Daniel Penny. Mm-hmm. And on this day, uh, he was threatening a woman and her children, mm-hmm. uh, saying, "I'm going to kill you." If if I'm in that situation and you're in that situation, and somebody is there acting crazy, mm-hmm. apparently he threw his coat on the ground mm-hmm. and is saying repeatedly, "I'm going to kill you. I don't care if I spend the rest of my life in jail." How else in this world do you interpret that as anything other than a threat? You have to get involved, and the law of New York says you can and you should. Right. You know, you're almost compelled to. So he has a a solid defense. Again, it goes back to our last segment with political persecution and prosecution. This is a political prosecution. Oh, yeah, and and you know what? Don't don't tell me it doesn't have anything to do with it that he's a white guy and Neely was a black guy. If the roles were reversed, would we be having this conversation? Right, exactly. Would that guy be? No, 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 not at all. And and we don't have to guess at that because we've seen it in New York play the other way. Right. Right? Oh, yes, yes. We've seen it time and time again in that very city where where blacks have attacked whites, and there's no problem. And they get out on bail. They just walk the hell out. No bail. Uh, They're out within hours. So don't tell me this ain't a race trip because that's exactly what it is. And you're going to destroy a young former Marine's life. You know, and mess up his life and his world because he tried to protect people, that's that's messed up. Well, and that's that political side, right? Yeah. Because everything was cool until they started a march on New York City. Yeah. And when they started a march, that's when Alvin Bragg and the others, who are nothing but political creatures, yeah. hired and paid for by George Soros, like the DA here, right? We're going to carry out George Soros's wishes, right, whatever right, they right. are. And that's exactly what this is all about. That's what's going on here. There's no justification for indicting and charging this man. No, None there isn't. It, you know, it's the de- very definition of a miscarriage of justice. It really, truly is. And I'm not a legal expert, but I am a tax-paying American citizen who also lives within this system. And you're right. You're right on many different levels in this regard, uh, in that they, if they don't like an ex-president or they're threatened by an ex-president, they'll take him down, put him in jail. They don't like uh, Mike Lindell, they'll hassle him at a, at a fast food drive through And you know what? If a white Marine, a white veteran happens to kill a black guy in the commission uh, of, of a threatening situation or, or you know, creating a threatening situation, well, he's going to jail, too. They can get anybody. You, me. And you know what? At some point, you and I, all of us are going to come to that crossroads uh, and have to make a choice. I was talking about that this morning in that, you know, um, first of all, this whole concept, and I, and I mentioned this yesterday and brought it up again this morning, that they are uh, collecting our data from Silicon oh, Valley. Yeah, yeah. So where you drive, that's all recorded. How you drive is all recorded. What you watch on TV is all recorded. Who you talk to on the phone, who you text, what you do on social media, that's all recorded. The director of national intelligence said in his report, they're buying all that information from right. on everybody, on every U.S. citizen. Right. Now, there's only one reason to be doing that, and that is so that someday they can do to you what they're doing to Donald Trump and what they're doing to Ron DeSantis and what they're doing to Mr. Penny. Yeah, and when AI gets involved, they could just invent crimes that never in situations that never happen. That's correct. And produce witnesses that don't actually exist. That is right. So, baby, buckle your seatbelts, man. It's going to get weird. There's an AI weird. story this morning in the New York Post. We, I keep talking about this uh, deep fake porn. Yeah. I don't have some sort of fixation on it. The point about that is if they can take Jennifer Aniston's face and put it on a porn star body and have her in a hardcore scene, right? right and you can't tell the difference. Right. Then they can do that to any of us in any situation, not putting us in a hardcore scene, but putting us in the commission of some sort of crime. Sure, sure. They can do that. They can have you as a bank robber. And because you really won't be able to tell the fake from the real, it's going to come down to an issue of believability when it comes to people. That's right. Do I believe this person would be capable of doing so? So that becomes the the gauge. And that's scary. What do we say in jurisprudence today 
video ends it all, right? right. So when they are in a court trial, when they're in a trial in court, if they can produce video, like right. here's the evidence <laughs> of Sean Rima doing whatever, right. right? And they can show the video of it. Now you have no defense. There you are doing it. But in the future, and the future is now, they can create that with AI. Well, so, yeah, that's scary. Then it gets to that point where, again, it really comes down to, well, is it in this person's nature? To, you know what I mean? By a sense of believability, if you're seeing somebody commit a crime that is so beyond who they are or who you know them to be. But that's not a standard on which you should base all, the entire legal system. Well. Because then you take out the physical evidence. You, that's right. Out of the equation. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we, we have a friend that sits right over there every morning who, uh, you know, is very well aware of, of this guy who was totally out of character for him to do anything crazy, and he did something crazy. Right. So... Totally out of character. Basically, everybody you, you, was shocked. You wouldn't, we, we wouldn't right. expect him to have done something like that. And the guy apparently did it. So, so you would never really know. You when, wouldn't when you have, have video evidence right. you, and, and digital evidence, whether it's real or not. That's exactly right. It's, 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 it's going to be crazy. It's in uncertain times. I don't tell you about Hess Fitness products and working out, making you feel good. And it, it really it, it, it comes down to pairing you up with the right machine for you. And that's what Hess Fitness Products does. Helping you look better and feel better and doing more at Hess Fitness Products. Hess Fitness Products is right here in San Antonio. They're in Corpus Christi, McAllen. And they're here to help you get in the best shape of your life. Now, you don't have to walk around looking like the latest guy that's on the cover of Muscle and Fitness Magazine. That's not what we're talking about. But if you'd like to lose some weight, if you'd like to get into better cardiovascular health, flexibility, if you deal with diabetes or you just want to get into some strength training, our friends at Hess Fitness Products, they find out what your goals are. They find out what your limitations are. They match those with the right piece of equipment to help you achieve the results you're looking for. Look better, feel better, and do more. Hess Fitness Products, 281 at Thousand Oaks. Hi, Danny Bose here from Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Let's go more. Baby girl's taking our lowrider today. She's and taking her uh, driving test. Yeah, she's going to yeah. take our lowrider and go take her driving test. And lowrider, and I had to tell her. I said, lowrider. <laughs> AB, don't punch the button. It makes the air shocks go up now. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you fire off the air shocks while you're over there taking your test, man. They may just you know, fail you out. You know, that's right. exactly right, you know. <laughs> That's a big moment, though, isn't it? I think my kid's actually taking her driver's test on Friday, I think, actually. You know, she's waited, you know, a few years. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm safe. She's in a completely different state. But, you, <laughs> you know, she's... Does she have a lowrider? You know, I don't know. But I'm not going to jack up your I insurance just it, premium. No, not mine, man. That's a mama's responsibility. I told her I failed the first time. What's that? I told her I failed the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, I got back then you could get a thing called a hardship license and right. you you got people write letters for you and all that kind right. of stuff and you could yeah. get a hardship license and and I did I got a hard I got a license when I was fourteen and a half when you were fourteen and a half yeah I started driving when I was six when you were six I did started driving on how did you drive when you were six no 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 that's not going down the highway no 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 no. on the racetrack property oh right in the the parking lot that's when i started driving yeah well they were you like short round in the indiana jones movie did you have like a block (laughs) in your foot so you can reach the pedals is it a stack of yellow pages as you can (laughs) as you can tell by looking at me now i was kind of overgrown yeah. Uh, but there, there's pictures. Believe it or not, there's pictures. And in fact, I put them on my Facebook page right. of me. Oh, I don't deny it. Driving the Facebook, right. or Facebook, driving the pace uh, car when I was ten years old. Wow! At my dad's racetrack when I was ten. I didn't start driving until I was so, damn near twenty because yeah. I had women driving yeah, everywhere. You, you I had my girlfriends yeah. driving where I wanted. Growing to go up in Texas, a lot of us learned to drive on the deer lease. That was yep. the safe place to learn to the drive. Deer lease. Mine was yeah. the parking lot of Pan American Speedway, and I just spent hours driving there, and that's how I learned. But anyway, right. got a, a, a. But here's all the guys told me. I went to Parambital, right? And all the guys at school told me, "Hey, look, when you're in line, if Dixon, Officer Dick, Trooper Dixon, <laughs> if he comes out." Go around and get in the back of the line and don't let him because he fails everybody the first time. 
And sure enough, it was what, Dixon. What power oh, individuals like that wield. And they knew they know it. Man. You know what he failed me on? Well, back then, because people actually wanted to drive. Yeah, you right. Know? No, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what he failed me on? What? Uh, and he failed everybody the first time. Everybody. He would ask, is this your first test? Yeah, it's my first test. And everybody the first time <laughs> failed. They warned me about it. Wow. You know? And uh, <laughs> when I pulled up to a stoplight, I didn't aggressively turn my head like this to look. I just look like a race car driver with your eyes. Barely turn your head a little bit with your eyes and go. And he said, you didn't turn your head, boy, is what he said to me. Wow. He was wow. like Buford T. Justice. Buford T. Justice. He really was. <laughs> so anyway. So he failed you on the first time. Oh, right? yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm going to openly admit this. I did pass the road test the first time I took it. However, the written test, missed it by one. Oh, did you <laughs> missed really? Missed it by one. What <laughs> was the one? By, yeah. I don't remember. It was 40 years ago. I don't remember. But I missed it by one. Yeah. You know, they give you the book and everything's common sense. Oh, I know how to do all that. Famous last words. Come on. And my my friend Dale warned me, you know, you better be careful because it'll give you this false sense of security and I know how you are. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, you're kind of cocky. No. No. Not you. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, so I showed up and, you know, had the number two pencil. I'm like, man, I got this no problem. All right. Stop wasting my time. Give me my permit. Oh, man. Missed it by one. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm always reminded of the taxi episode where Reverend Jim had to get his license renewed. (laughs) What does the yellow light And they're feeding him answers. He's like, what does a yellow light mean? Slow down. (laughs) What? Does know, that's great. A yellow light mean. Oh, that show was so great. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, man, he's great. Uh, yeah, but anyway, well, that, well, she's going to do fine, I'm sure. Yeah, she'll do great. She's a good teacher. Come on. And well, you've got maybe some tequila lying around for when it's over. Yeah, and you right. settle down. <laughs> I'll, I'll calm down. <laughs> yeah. That'll be good for me. But the great thing about having a former race car driver teach you how to drive is that you quickly learn what not to do. Well, so she probably knows better than anybody else. Let me tell you I, something. I can't do any of that. There, right. is, yeah. there is more truth to that than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. I know. You know, <laughs> uh, because I had all the bad habits. I still yeah. do, right? And I when I went to take my test i knew everything not to do because i had all the bad habits that you right. don't do on the roads um but you know uh, i i have been driving with her for the past several months right and allowing her to drive me around but her nana nancy has been doing all the hard work with her they, they parallel they parking and all that. they yeah. did parallel parking for hours yesterday right. and she hit every one of them did perfect on every one of them until it was time to do the last one okay one more and that's when she hit the bar. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so they did several more, and she nailed it. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, Yeah, right. you know. You know, dead-sticked every get, one of them until that last one, you know. Nothing to get too stressed I, out I, about. I, I taught, I think, f- all four of mine. Yeah. I had to, and yeah. then one of my stepchildren, I had to. But the point is, I mean, what what do we do parallel parking in Texas for anyway? Well, that, Nobody that, parallel. If you, that's if what I told Manhattan, the kids. Yes, right? I said, you know, all you have to do is get it right one time. Right. One time. Because <laughs> you're never, never going to do this. It. It's like well, algebra. You'll you're never, never do it again. You're never going to do it in no, Texas. It, it depends on where you are. If you're downtown, you more than likely do have to do some parallel parking yeah, if you so, want to find a space. Sometimes but, I do know, it just to show up. You know, see how you are. My old man had a formula, a very precise mathematical formula that he gave me that I use to this day, and I can just... Y- 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 yeah. But, you know, the other thing we have to remember, too, is this generation, they don't want to drive, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. They don't want to drive. Well, I can tell <laughs> you... We're, 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 it, we're the opposite. I can tell you where can dr- you I mean, have to parallel park. If you right. go to Green and, on a Saturday and you want to go to the winery or something up there in Green, yeah. you're going to park on the main right, street. Right, right. You're going to parallel park, right? Right, right. there on the main street yeah. in front of the general store. Or you're walking in from Bucky's, one of the two. Bucky's. Right, yeah. <laughs> but they have now these cars. Have you seen these cars where the wheels turn uh, parallel? Per- oh, yes. Perpendicular? Yeah. So you can just slide right in there. Drive in and then the wheels go straight? Yeah. Have yeah. you seen those? I have. For parallel parking? Yeah, it's they, for they, wussies. They, they, yeah. Call it, they call it crab walking. Yeah. Crab, crab walking. Right. Wow. Walking sideways. So. Wow. Last well, thing you want to be doing when you're in a car is crab walking. <laughs> or scratching. <laughs> While scratching. <laughs> what are you? All right, quick break. What's with this little comb? Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, the days are coming up next. I got t- Since we're talking about driving, I got to tell you about my friends at BG Products. I did it this week. Uh, getting the car ready for baby girl to take her test. 
And uh, I did the whole go get the oil change, the service card, tire pressures, and clean it up, all those kind of things. And, of course, when I go get it done, I go to one of these fast places that does it in like 10 minutes or so. Um, they add the BG products. I always ask them I, to the point now where I don't have to ask them anymore. You want the BG, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, BG products go inside the engine to give you maximum uh, lubricity in there. That's protection against wear and tear, breakdowns, and costly repairs. And then, of course, they've got one that cleans the fuel system, every square centimeter of the fuel system, so that you're saving money every time you fill up. And it helps with your horsepower as well. Wonderful products. The best I've ever seen, and you have to get it done at a shop. That's how good and exclusive these things are. You don't buy them off a shelf. Most of that stuff is watered down. This is the real deal. It's called BG. The next time you're at your oil change place, and they all have it. You don't have to go anywhere special. Your place has it. Ask for BG. BGfindashop.com. Simply the best or 107.1. Brother Rima. Yes? Don't you just love how full of bull crap Democrats are? <laughs> don't you just love it? It gets a little tiresome after a while. Man, uh, seriously. <laughs> Redundant. Yeah. Boring. Yes, yes. So they went on for such a long time about how they were sanctuary cities in Chicago, oh, New York, and yes. L.A., and Oakland, and San Francisco, and blah de blah de blah we're a sanctuary city. You mentioned Seattle looking like crap now. Oh, yeah. Coming yeah. apart at the All seams. The, this city looks like crap, actually, right now. Well, <laughs> that's one of the things that Tucker said on his Twitter, Twitter account the other night when he said, hey, man, you can get in your car and drive 500 miles in any direction. Do you like what you see? You know, he's, he's right. right. He's totally he's right. He's absolutely right. But my point is, is that L.A., for the longest time, claimed to be a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary city. Sanctuary city out here. If you get here, you're safe. We we don't ever send anybody home. We don't work with ICE. We don't work with the feds. Yeah. If you get here and you're an illegal alien, you are welcome here. This city is open to you. <laughs> so, Greg Abbott. Because we haven't talked about it in a while, but the border is still a crap show. It's, it's still a crisis. Crap it's show. still going on. Crap show. And so uh, Greg Abbott sent a busload, 42, 42, right. a mere 42 out of the hundreds of thousands that are crossing every month, 42 to Los Angeles. Oh, my God, what are you doing sending those brown people out here? They're, can't you see them? They're brown. We don't want brown people out here. Yeah, it's great how you drop one Haitian off uh, or one Ecuadorian off uh, in the wrong part of town in one of these sanctuary cities. And, man, do they throw a fit, man. And Karen, or, uh, yeah, Karen Bass is the, uh, is the mayor of Los Angeles. And right. she's screaming about how the governor of Texas is so wrong in sending people out here to Los Angeles. No, hey, you're, hun, sweetheart. You're a sanctuary city. You yeah. used to talk about that all the time. So put up or shut up, here's the deal. Uh, so you got the ex-Border Patrol chief. His name is uh, Rodney Scott. He worked under the Trump administration and then into the Biden administration. Right. He said, you know, he testified before Congress yesterday. Under oath, he said, you know, Alejandro Mayorkas is not, um, uh, you know, he he knows what he's doing. He's he's not one of these guys that's just a dummy. He's not just stumbled into this. This was a plan all along, and we were told when the Trump administration left and Mayorkas and Biden came in, we were told to expedite more illegals into the country, mm -hmm. find every way we could to get more illegals yeah. into this country, yeah. turn our heads, leave our posts, do whatever that we could do to get more illegals in here. Under Trump, our, our our advice was always listened to. We always came to the Trump people, and the Trump people would listen to us, and we would tell them, this is what's going on, and this is what we should be doing. And the Trump people were responsive, uh, responsive to it. It's said, called communication. It's yes. called reality. It's called honesty. Well, you know, Trump did that. This is that. what we need to do. This is what's going on. That's how Trump took yeah. out ISIS. If you remember, under Obama... The guys in the air who were flying over ISIS, they had to call and ask for the permission to grease the dudes on the ground. Right. Remember? Which, you know, you have an opportunity that's seconds long. Yes, you know? yes. And so Trump, first thing he did was he said, no, if you see him, grease him. <laughs> Kill him. You have and, my go-ahead yes. to grease that guy. And, and yeah, he would say, introduce them to Allah. And, and, that's, <laughs> and so, you know, that's what they did. Well, the same thing with the border. So the guys that are on the ground, they know better than anybody well, yeah. how to do it. Yeah. And they would tell the Trump administration, Trump administration said, well, do it. You know, do right. it. Do what you need to do. Well, the opposite is true. In the Biden administration, they came in with Mayorkas, and they said, you you know, hands off. 
turn your head and look the other way. One of the reasons he's he was testifying, of course, uh, Mayorkas is facing impeachment charges, right? <laughs> right. And uh, he has violated the Constitution. He's violated the laws of the land. Yes, he has. To me, he's a traitor. Yes, and, he is. And should be in jail for the way he has treated our border and what he's done to this country. And here you've got these guys that were actually there during the handoff from one administration to the other and said, man, it was day and night. Trump had it all sealed up. We had it controlled. We had They were listening to us. Things were going well. And Biden comes in with Mayorkas, and it was totally the opposite. Open the borders and let God. them all in. Well, two things. First off, it's it's heartbreaking how these courageous people along the border are being treated who have devoted their lives to keeping this country safe. And and frankly, to keep people safe who are attempting to come over. And it's all been turned on its head. And, uh, I, you know, we talk about morale and law enforcement being really bad, which it is. Morale with those folks has got to be, you know, a hundred times worse because they just got to stand there and watch it happen. They can't do anything about it. Let me interrupt your thought for a second. The guys on the horseback whipping. Oh, which never got an apology to this day. Still live under the shadow that they did something wrong. And that piece of crap, Mayorkas, has never said a damn thing about it. You got it. Uh, And then you look at why this is going on, and it's so painfully obvious. The same thing with these sanctuary cities. They love to claim that crap, and at the border they love to say, no, we're not xenophobes. Come on in here, man. We're not racist like these MAGA hat-wearing people. We love you. Why do they do that? The sanctuary cities want that status because they think stupid Mexican people and black people will vote for them because of that. That's right. Okay, that's right. it's all political. But if you dare drop off one of those brown skins, that's right. Well, hey, now our property values are going down. That's it. Yeah, it's a crisis. That that's the the bunch of bull crap about this whole thing with sanctuary status. They don't mean it. It took. They obviously don't mean it. Took Martha's Vineyard less than twenty four hours to kick them out. Yeah, and those people were such arrogant snobs. They're actually hugging them and kissing them as if they care about them, <laughs> while they're shuffling their asses off to an air force base. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. path- what a pathetic yeah. display that was. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So you know, hypocrisy is like I said, hypocrisy is policy. Uh-huh. You know, it, and it's all political. So you, you look at the crisis at the border; people are dying every right. single day. People's lives are being ruined. Ranches are being destroyed. People have worked their whole lives in these small towns and on these ranch properties to uh, either keep their small business going in a little town. Or to maintain a ranch, and it's all being destroyed for politics. Well, how about the hospitals that are collapsing? Oh God! Because all the mamas who who were brought here by all these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, using our taxpayer dollars, who went to Guatemala, who went to El Salvador, went to Haiti, found the pregnant women, and brought them mm-hmm. here specifically to to have their babies in an American hospital so that child is now an American citizen. Anchor baby, we should get rid of that notion. We should do it. That should be removed from oh, the Constitution. Removed from the Constitution. And, and, and let's be honest, uh, even more honest, the anchor babies, uh, in a sense, are the lucky babies because there are some babies that end up being just well, sure. You know, something to be sold for body parts or some way to smuggle drugs across the border. There's so many different levels of human carnage that is going on as a result of this, and they don't well, care. Think about that. You know, the people in America, American citizens oh, yeah. Yeah. paying taxes in this country, they've seen crime skyrocket in El Paso and Del Rio and Laredo and Harlingen and Brownsville and all these places. Crime has skyrocketed. You have also seen it just basically turned into a third world country with all the people sleeping in the streets and right. the tents, the lean-tos, the cardboard boxes. They're shanty people... towns. Yes. And so you've seen all that go on. And now those very same American citizens who are paying for those hospitals have no hospital and no care because yeah. of all the illegals who came in here under Biden and Mayorkas who took those hospitals over, one of them in Yuma Valley over in uh, over in Arizona is about to collapse yeah. under a $30 million bill, $30 yeah. million. And so it's destructive to America, however you want to look at it, from the fentanyl that's killing people from coast to coast in this country to all these border towns collapsing. And I still say to Greg Abbott, you know, I don't agree with, I don't see eye to eye with Greg Abbott on everything, but I do say 
this move about shipping them to sanctuary cities is right on the mark. As well, you say, yeah. because you're from up there, people up on the Northeast, they have no idea what's, what's happening here in Texas. They have no <laughs> real-world understanding of border issues right. at all. Right. I mean, I, I have people my age who still message me. And, and first off, they can't believe I live in Texas. And secondly, well, that border stuff is just, you know, Republican hype, right? That's not really going on. I'm like, are you serious? They don't. They don't. Because, look, and they get, who do they get their news from about the border? Predominantly, you know. And if you were, like, in D.C. or New York, you have a lot of, you know, local stations that carry the uh, the bigger networks. And they're all, as you say, they're all on the same talking points. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a, the crisis isn't real. Republicans are making this up to, for political reasons. Basically accusing uh, Republicans of everything they're guilty of along the border. Right. But real people are dying every day. Every day. And they don't care. We're still at, at all. We're still at two hundred thousand a month coming across. Now it's not making God. all the headlines that it was a month no. ago. And as it gets hotter during the summer, those numbers are gonna go down a little bit because of all the heat. But get ready because when the fall comes back, those numbers are gonna skyrocket again. Yeah, and to use the Tucker uh analogy, okay, or the Tucker idea of driving five hundred miles. Okay, you're here in San Antonio. Go five blocks. Are you telling me you're not seeing more garbage <laughs> yeah, yeah. and people on the streets yeah. than you have before yeah. in neighborhoods where you didn't normally see <laughs> lean-tos and piles of garbage and crap and oh, dudes just wandering around? I can't believe you're trashing Ron Nuremberg City when he's hanging out with Pete Booty. Well, oh, God, yes, there's an alliance. Excellent, man. We'll talk about Pete Booty a little bit later on. But why don't you kick the door open and t- begin telling us about River City Oral Surgery and Dr. Mark Habercorn and all bat cleanup? You know what? I'm actually going to see him Friday night. We're all playing bingo together oh, uh, Friday night because he's, he's a fan of bingo, as I am. He's just a really cool dude, very yeah. down-to-earth. And, and I tell you what, he cares about his clientele. He's committed to transparency. We all know that when you're going through medical stuff, you never quite know how much you're going to pay or what's insurance going to cover. Not at River City Oral Surgery. He has all of the pricing bundled on the website. You can check it out. They'll even give you those prices over the phone. You know, that's the deal. And whether you're looking at going ahead and having some wisdom teeth taken out, might be you, might be the kiddos, that's about $1,200 to do that. It's on the website. Uh, you can do implants over there, and it's a great procedure to have that done. If you've got one or two missing teeth or some broken teeth or whatever, he can do implants all on four, all on five, uppers and lowers, whatever it is you're looking to do when it comes to oral surgery. This is your man, RiverCityOMS.com. AccuWeather, very hot, very humid. 101 today, 102 tomorrow, 105 the next day. Right now it's 80 at KTSA. Well, your commute definitely filling in. We've got a... And we're taking care of business with Kitchen Designs by Giovanni, presenting Operation Interdependence. Now through July 4th, collecting those items that we send to the troops all around the world. All of our sponsors are drop-off locations. All the details are at KTSA.com. Operation Interdependence brought to you in part by the Institute for Functional Health, Southwest Metal Roofing Systems, Airtron, Window World, Specs, and River City Rock Tops. I'm slowly becoming, you know, I don't do a lot of social media. I do Facebook, that's it. But I'm starting to pick up more and more on this this new sec or the section of Reddit, which I haven't been on yet, <laughs> where it's "Am I the a-hole?" And, and then people present these situations in their marriages and relationships they're, that they're in, or situations, and then people respond, "Am mm-hmm. I the a-hole?" Mm-hmm. And we have a new one now, where a dude has a girlfriend that he's very serious about. Uh, he come. This is him presenting his what's happening to the to the Reddit folks. And he has an old school family, a large family. I think they're Italian. You know, it's a, it's a big, you know, old fashioned family. And he says, you know, a couple times a year, we have a big family dinner where all the nephews and nieces and cousins, we all get together and we all have a meal together. But the women cook the meal and the men stay by the, the men socialize. So the women do all the cooking and cleaning. And the men just hang out, and I imagine drink brewskis or whatever, and play video games, and or whatever they do, you know. <laughs> smoke cigars, smoke cigars, and drink champagne. They smoke cigars and yeah. drink snifters of, yes. of brandy. Right. And uh, and he's talking to his girlfriend like, you know, I, I, I've seen people bring their significant others before. And when the woman doesn't go and hang out with the other women and do the cooking and cleaning, it kind of has a bad effect with the family. They ostracize her. They're not friendly to her. And so for the sake of our relationship, would you just 
would you please just the first time go and hang out with the women and do the cooking? And the girlfriend is like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Actually, that's what I imagine my wife would say. Oh, uh-huh. hell no. Yeah. And she has an issue with it. Uh-huh. Says, no, I'm not going to, I don't serve you. I'm not going to go sit with a bunch of women and 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 clean and cook and all. So they're having an issue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's just so our lives will be better, you know, and 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 you know, just for appearances sake. She's like, no, I'm not going to do it. If, if you want me to do that, I'm not going. What would you do? What would I do? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't even broach the question. <laughs> you okay, wouldn't even bring it my up. My <laughs> wife, okay, I found a really cool, my buddy took me to a really cool Korean barbecue uh-huh. where you grill your own food yeah. right there at the table. Done it before. My yeah. wife, oh, hell no, I ain't going to no damn restaurant if I got to do the cooking. Yeah, okay. So, so no, in no. this situation, my mm. wife would be like, oh, hell no. Okay. I, I'm I'm not, you know, no. I mean, I mm. and I... I would, I I'd be on the side of the girlfriend. I'd be like, no, that's you know, that's kind of silly, man. What I would do, because I yeah, I, I don't tell Nancy what to do on nothing. No, yeah. nothing. And we have, you know, we we have a very close relationship after 40, right. 40 years of marriage. Right. But I don't tell her anything about you. You have to do this or you have to do that. Right. And uh, even early on in our relationship, um, I think what I would have done probably is said to her, "This is the situation in my family. This is how the family rolls." You don't. You do you, right? And you do whatever you feel like doing. If you want to go hang out in the kitchen with the girls and talk, you do that. If you want to come sit with me in the living room, you do that. You do you. And then I would explain to the family. You know what the deal is? She's her own person. I right. don't. I'm not going to tell. This is a bad way to start a relationship. <laughs> really bad way to have me telling her what to do, ordering her around. So that's not going to happen. Well, so. here's what I would do. Really, if I think about it, yeah. okay, I'd say, you know what. Why don't you hang out with the dudes? I'm gonna go hang out with the women well, cooking in the kitchen you know what? and drink some Chardonnay, and and I'll hear all the secrets about the dudes. You're joking, <laughs> you're joking, but you know what? We kind of do that every once in a while. Oh, do you? Oh, shoot, I've done yeah. that. Yeah. Go, absolutely, she'll go hang out with the guys in the pool and talk with them. And all. Yeah, you know, it's problem solved. Yeah, I I'm a big believer, as you know, and I think you are too. You do you. Yeah, you do you, you know, and that's fine. And you can take, you can go in the kitchen if you want to, or you can sit and watch football with the guys. You know, if I, I've, you know, if I see you start to act like a guy, like you're going to scratch or roll up on one <laughs> cheek, we're, we're going to have a conversation then. But well, yeah. and, and my wife and I, you know, she's she's a very traditional person, so yeah. she loves cooking for her family. Oh, and she loves taking care of her family. It, it brings her pride. Yeah. But I think she would see that situation as subservient in some way, and in, in putting women in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so plus my wife would probably rather watch football with the dudes anyway. Well, you know, Nancy was raised by a single mom, right? Raised four kids wow, and made a living while she was raising them. And she's extremely independent. She don't need no man. Well, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well, I, don't, I don't need I no man. I never wanted a woman who di- who needed a man. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So I, you know, I totally get it. I, but I, I love, she loves cooking for me. I right. love cooking for her. Yesterday it was steak. And uh, I pulled out a bottle of Merlot, and it was Frank Sinatra music at our house yesterday. And I cooked. Fly me to the moon. Now, you and I were talking earlier. This is weird how we have so much in common before we even knew each other yeah. existed. You would sit around and listen to Nat King Cole. My high school sweetheart and I would sit around and listen to Nat King Cole and Johnny Mathis. Yeah. And, and uh, it was very sweet and romantic until that little tramp broke my heart. I but before that. Yeah. It was great, very sweet and very romantic. I can't tell you how many hours when we were just <laughs> beginning to date, Nancy and I listened to Nat King Cole every night. There's every nothing better, night, man. Laying in the dark. Just, There's nothing more romantic. You know what I mean? You he, can't you can't have a romantic moment while listening to Radiohead. Yeah, no, 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 no. Or, or Nirvana. <laughs> or Nir- you know? Nirvana is you know? not the most romantic music in the world, man. But Nat King Cole, now oh, that yeah. guy, that guy, and he, by the way, <clears throat> my dad knew him. He was a guy that loved San Antonio. Oh, I didn't know that. And and Nat would come here to San Antonio even when he wasn't on tour, even when he didn't have a concert right. here. There were several clubs over on the east side that he would come and go hang out at those clubs. Oh, wow. And everybody would go over and they'd hang out with Nat Cole, and he wasn't even here for a concert. He just came to hang out with everybody. That's cool. He loved this town. Well, it, suffice it to say, to put the bow in the package here, uh, as far as the Reddick guy, yeah. dude, you are the a-hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> we judged you to be the ace. So Jimmy's shaking his head. Jimmy, we're not taking relationship advice from you, brother. <laughs> we love you. And we appreciate you. But we're not taking relationship advice from you. I'm taking the family. I'm siding with the family over the girlfriend because the family might be able to be a kidney donor or anything because we're blood-related. The girl... She might be useless down the road. I'm sticking with the family. And, and that's why you're a single celibate male. <laughs> with my, my wife and I like, oh, celibate. My wife be like, oh, keep your damn kidneys. I ain't exactly. doing no dishes. You don't need no kidneys. I don't work for you, man. <laughs> Quick break. More Wired Rima coming up. You know, Diamond Dex is a great, great organization. Donnie Ferguson and his team, you're really going to like these folks. Uh, they're very professional in all the work that they do. Their finish out and their completion Man, it's great stuff. And here's the thing about Diamond Dex. If they tell you they're going to get a job done by a certain time, then stand by because they're going to get it done by a certain time. How many times have you started a remodeling project and it ends up taking months and months and months when it should have just taken a couple of weeks? Well, Diamond Dex's not going to do that to you. Uh, they're going to get the job done. They're going to treat you right. They're going to charge you the right price for it as well. They're just that professional in everything that they do. And it'll be a, an outdoor living space that you're going to be proud of, whether it is a deck, might be concrete, stamp concrete, stained concrete. They do all that with diamond decks. And, by the way, if you're looking for an outdoor kitchen with the, all the accoutrement, man, they can handle that for you too at Diamond Decks. All you got to do is get in touch with them. Just go to their website. Use my name, Ware, W-A-R-E, when you log on to their website and check them out. Book that uh, appointment. It's not going to cost you anything to have an appointment and sit down and talk with them. DiamondDexTX.com. Hey, it's Trey Ware for Noble Gold Investments at Noble Gold Investments. Say, <laughs> put it on right now. It's uh, 837. Uh, I'm Trey Heshawn. <laughs> we are uh, Ware and Ryman here on KTSA. So Democrat insanity knows no bottom. There's no limit to how insane Democrats are. <laughs> it's getting pretty weird, They man. really are. So in California, the Democrat Senate. Ah, yes. Shall we discuss this one? Yes. Okay. This is, this is so stupid. <laughs> God, it's so <laughs> unbelievably stupid. They are now um, redefining gay couples now as infertile. If, if uh, two people of the same sex yes, can't okay. reproduce, That's which correct. two people of the same sex can't reproduce. It's an impossibility. That's, it's going to be right. infertility now. Yeah, that's right. And the reason they're doing that is so that you and I have to pay for them to get there in vitro or buy a sub to do it, to, to carry the baby farm or whatever. All of that costs thousands upon thousands upon that. We had a guy here who did it, right? He was so lucky the first time he, he wasn't gay, he and his wife, they had a hard time conceiving, so they did the in vitro stuff, and he ended up with the triplets. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Put a little too much in there. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, um, the, what they're doing, they're, the reason they're changing the term of two gay people who cannot, cannot reproduce a, a human being uh, to infertile is so that the insurance companies have to cover, because insurance companies cover infertility. Which means it's not the insurance companies. The insurance companies don't have any money, okay? That's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. They don't have money. That's our money. What they do is called spread the risk around. And so they spread it around to all, everybody who's buying policies yeah. in that insurance it's company. A, it's a risk pool. It's That's right. All the money you pay in is what pays off this person having something catastrophic happen. You got it. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so in, in California, they're saying now... The fact that two dudes cannot make a baby, that's infertility. No. And so the insurance company <laughs> has to pay for two dudes to have a baby. Right. And uh, as I said, the Democrats, their insanity knows it, no bother. And what's the effect of that? Everybody has to pay higher insurance rates. And now right. actual biological couples who are having trouble have to pay more for their in vitro fertilization procedure because we have to now uh, shoulder the burden of, of all these gay couples, same-sex couples. It, it's... The whole trans gay thing is so beyond reason at this point. And I'm a guy who found same-sex marriage reasonable from a libertarian standpoint and from an American standpoint. But where they are now, and again, this isn't ranking. I don't think this is your average gay person who is fine with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I'm looking at this Rose Montoya guy, and he's a guy. Also, one thing I've noticed about Breitbart Breitbart's using the biological pronouns. That is correct. That's what you do. That's what they're doing. He, he's a he. He's a he. He's a dude. He's a dude well, with a you know. He is quote unquote disappointed. Oh yeah. Because he and his trans friends aren't getting as many big money corporate uh, influencer deals. They're not getting. These guys get paid for doing their stupid little videos, and people at right people huh? at sponsor them, uh -huh. and at, they get they get paid money. 
to show us their freaking, you know, breast implants uh-huh. and uh, prance around, and he's disappointed. It, it surely must be an act of hatred that fewer and fewer corporations uh, in the wake of the Bud Light thing are, are wanting to pay these jerks a whole lot of money for doing nothing. So it now becomes per- crystal clear as to why he took his top yeah. off at the White House. It wasn't about, you know, living my truth and all that. Nope. He was trying to get sponsors. Money. Here I am with my boobs out at the White House. Look at me, Bud Light. It's money. Which, by the way... Bud Light, and I said this three days into this whole thing with Bud Light, they're gone. As a brand, the best thing yeah. Anheuser-Busch can do is cut their losses, kill that brand, and rename it Bill's Beer or something, you know? Yeah. And bring it back that way. Modelo. <laughs> I think that's great, man. Is now the number one selling beer <laughs> in America. It was Bud Light forever. Now it's Modelo. Hey, man, it's so, better beer. You know, I don't drink anymore, it. but I, I put away a lot of Modelo, and Modelo is a fine beer to drink. It's yeah. reasonably priced. Yeah, and they're filling the vacuum. You know, uh, people reacted, and and I, t- I, you and I have talked about this before. There's a whole lot of people that reacted against that that probably haven't cracked a Bud Light in years. I guarantee you, yeah, absolutely. It was right. the point of it's it. The whole point, and like Demi Lovato, remember her, oh, the little yeah. pop tart who who you know had a heroin overdose, yes. went in rehab, almost died, you know, all that kind of stuff. Came out, uh, what, last year and said, you know, I'm a they, them. I'm not a she, her anymore. Well, guess what? Now she's back to she, her. You know, I live as a they, them for a while. It's so complicated to do so and live that. No, 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 no. You're bat stuff crazy. It's between your ears, not between your legs. She is nuts. But what she said was, I gave it up because it was so exhausting to have to explain to people who don't understand my my, my. uh, you know, gender reality or non-binariness or whatever. Right. So, in other words, everybody else, it's everybody else's fault that she had to stop doing it because she had to keep explaining it to all these stupid people. Well, the other thing she said, though, is I'm feeling more feminine these days. So, for me, I'm such a fluid person. I don't really, I don't find, I'm not like, I feel like, especially, this is a quote, especially like last year, my energy was balanced, my masculine and my feminine oh, energy. God. So that when I was faced with, like, the choice of, like, me and a person walking into a bathroom and it said women and men i don't you know i kind of i well i don't i didn't feel like there was a bathroom for me because i didn't feel like uh, necessarily like oh, a woman God. i didn't feel like a man either yeah. i just i just kind of you know well i sort of just felt like a human and that's when they them is about me it's just about ah. me and feeling human is about me at my core see and now ah. i feel more like a feminine now so so what she's saying is she's full of crap. What she's saying <laughs> and what she's putting on display for all to see is, first off, she is the very definition of a first-world problem. Yeah, and secondly, who cares, yeah, Demi? Just right. sit down. Sit but, down. But sit the, down point is, the point is, go, circling back Make to where we sandwich. started this, yeah. the, the point is that this whole thing, this whole movement has become just stupidity on, on tennis shoes, yeah, man, it's, it's, running it, through, it, the, it, running what, through what, the news. The, the edge to it, and I think we're going to see increasing levels of violence attached of to this stuff, is you can't just stand silently by and not participate with these people. No, they make you. They make, it's all they about – I think it's all about provocation. Sure it is. You said it. That kid pulled out his fake boobs right. on the White House lawn uh, to provoke people and to hopefully get some corporate money, which right. didn't come through for him in the end, and now he's all disappointed. It's all about provocation. Sure it is. It really – unless you're just a true dumbass like Demi Lovato who just wants to be cool, and so she's trendy. Well, uh, but and... I think she, even she's trying to be provocative in that that's, uh, that's her 15 minutes of fame yeah, continuing, right? who cares about she's her She's a pop-tart. She's got a couple of songs that she put out. And so that's right. Who cares otherwise? Who's going to be paying attention to her? Nobody. So she's trying to be provocative in the, in the ilk of, like, Madonna was provocative in the 80s. But she was good at it. No, I know. But Madonna understood and taught all right. these pop-tarts, in order for you to, to continue to be relevant, you got to be provocative. Yes. It's not working for her so much now, but right. that's who she was. And and Lovato's well, celebrities in general, they people at that level need they crave the attention. Oh. And when they don't get it, Ooh, it freaks them out. You're talking about people who have spent their entire adult lives as celebrities, most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and so when they don't get it, you know, well they say something funky or they come out as non binary or whatever. Or have they break you. a law. Or they break a law or whatever. It's boring. Right. But anyway, the whole thing is getting boring, and that's the it, the the stranger it gets, the more boring it becomes from from my perspective, because they're just trying to amp it up. I mean, this is really all about provoking people to a flashpoint. I think I think all of it, with crime on the streets, letting yeah. people out, 
Yeah. Uh, the trans trip, it, it, the the busting Donald Trump. It's all about trying to provoke a big reaction. But isn't it interesting that in California, with them trying to say that gay couples are now infertile, oh, God, instead of unable to to procreate, that they are actually, in, in an ironic kind of way, proving the truth of life and biology. Well, yeah, you you're can't. you're kind of accepting a <laughs> biological reality that you can't do that. Back in a minute, more wearing rhyme of safe showers. Two ten six five five eleven eleven for Chris and Joan Edlin. They are there right now and ready to talk with you about a brand new shower in your home. Why would you be considering a brand new shower? Well, maybe the shower you have now is old. Maybe it's a tub you're stepping over to get into, which is not safe at all. Maybe you just want a new look and feel to your bathroom. Well, safe showers can uh, achieve all these goals for you and do it in two days or less. That's one of the beauties of doing business with safe showers is that they're in and they're out. And they do a phenomenal job. I'm not talking about, you know, a lot of times afternoon TV, you'll see these uh, cheap overlays that are advertised. That's not what this is. This is an all-new, real shower that they come in and install in your home. They take out your tub and shower combo now after you have designed your all-new safe shower with the grab bars if you want them, with this, the seating that you want. They have retractable seating, by the way. Shelving, lights, fixtures, you pick the the, the particular uh, paneling, all those kind of things. You do all that. You design all that. They build it, and then they bring it to your home. Take out what you have now and install your all-new safe showers in two days or less. I know people who have done three showers in their home at one time and had safe showers do it. They can do the same thing for you. And right now, I mentioned Trey Ware and get $1,000 off and special financing available as well. Safe showers at 210-655-1111. Bank failures, the Federal Reserve.